We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Tuesday. Happy New Year. The gang's all here. It's a uh, three-man show tonight. Vince, or Jesse, just put that hat back on. <laughs> well, Seriously. Jesse started with, with, with a hat on his head. Brian was in here and, and uh, <laughs> threatened to take that. I think, uh, Vince, I think you'll agree. It's a better look with the hat. I mean, if if like, it's one versus the other, put the hat back on. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of where we're at with this whole I thing. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Glad to have you here with us tonight. It is a brand new year, guys. It has uh, been a while, a couple of weeks since, uh, maybe even more than a couple of weeks since we've all been together, but it's been a couple of weeks at least since uh, we had a show. Vince D'Addario, Jesse Styers, I'm Sean Styers, of course. And again, Happy New Year. And and uh, we spent a little time. I, 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 got, a new, I got a new KU Jayhawks t-shirt back in, uh, back in the home state. During Christmas, Jesse's got his Cowboys hat on. He made he made a couple of layovers in the Dallas airport to and <laughs> from Kansas last week. Oh, for, you uh, flew in, you high dollar man! You didn't yes. drive in like you, you didn't Dude. slip in like your dad. <laughs> there is no driving on this end. Wow, man! Money, money, money! That's right. Throwing it out there, blinging it out there. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show since it has been a little. Well, since we were here. Before we start, though, oh. there's this guy, Clint Cosgrove, and I saw yesterday, I guess he covers Wisconsin, and he did this podcast yesterday after the ReliaQuest Bowl, after Wisconsin's game against LSU. He's doing it from a frozen lake, I assume, presume somewhere in Wisconsin, since it's a frozen lake and he covers Wisconsin. But he's got a cold one. You know, he's drinking a cold one. He's got his bucket set up and his microphone, and he's sitting there in front of the frozen lake. And, and my question, I guess, to you guys is, do we need to rethink how we do this show? You know, like, are, are we doing it right? If this guy can do his show from a frozen <laughs> lake, tipping some cold ones in Wisconsin. I enjoy being from the, the my own comfortable um <laughs> Chair studio here. Tell whatever it's been you a while since Jesse's it. had to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I guess what would be the alternative? Because sitting on a frozen lake isn't isn't the alternative to me. But well, 
it might not be the most comfortable. I do have to say, just from an aesthetic watching it, you know, like if you're watching the YouTube version of the show or whatever, it's it, you know, it was uh there was some ambiance there. You know, I listen, I, I have always been a proponent of shows on the road. Do we so, need I to mean, go to a mountaintop someplace? I and, mean, if, if we can figure out how to put this shit get an this show on the road, RV is what we I, need. Well, we've been talking about that for a while. You know, I'm down for the RV if we can ever swing an RV. I mean, I think in College Station needs to happen, but that's a different conversation for a different time. But uh, yeah, no, I I, might be sweating it out in College Station. That's a good point. That's (laughs) I guess those RVs have AC and all the the whole thing. You know, exactly. We're not going to be you know, it's not going to be like Christmas vacation RV. Like this better be a top of the line with internet RV. But uh, no, look, I. Let's let's take. I think our, our New Year's resolution for 2024 is that we take this show on the road at some point <laughs> before the calendar flips to 2025. Take it on the road, like legitimately, not Sean in a hotel at a women's basketball game or something <laughs> like. Like that's not that's not taking the show on the road. Like taking it on the road, man. Taking it to the masses, to the people. John says from a bar. I mean, you know, we, that's uh, it could be done. Possibility. I think TD4ND, the IB bus. We need an IB bus first. I think that's something Brian maybe should look into is an IB bus. And then we do it from the IB bus. I'm just saying, I'll drive that sucker around all the time. (laughs) Free advertising and a free vehicle. I'm all about it. There you go. We do it from uh, T-Guns Cab, rolling east. Ooh, now you're talking. Doing it like on the back of a flatbed truck or something like yep. that. Maybe, we broadcast maybe Tommy games. can hook us up. That's right. We broadcast games from the back of a flatbed truck before. We can do it. We can yeah. do a show, too. It hasn't yeah. was moving. But, That's know. right. Might get a little bumpy. Many ways, many ways to do it. All right, so put the brains. You know, I saw somebody say, you know, outside the stadium, and, and I don't know. You know, one, the the Wi-Fi capacity might not be too good on game day, considering it's hard True. enough just to get a cell phone signal. Two, there are different rules in terms of who can broadcast what on game days. And remember, didn't we do like a signing day thing a couple of years ago or last season from over there? And then that kind of became not a signing day. It was but an announcement. Committed. Yeah. And then that became a thing because of the, you know, we were doing it. Because people got, people got upset. Yes. Because, you know. You can't do anything without people getting upset. <laughs> it's typically the way it goes. That's yeah. Right. It's always somebody upset about something. That's all I'm I mean, saying. That's all I'm yeah. saying. We, 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 I, we can make this happen. We can make this happen. And I'm going to put forth more of an effort to making this happen. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to really look into this, whether it's, you know, on the road at an away game. Cause you know, they're, there are some reachable away games this year, like Purdue, you know, for example. That's a very reachable away yeah. game, in my opinion. You know, we could do something there. Reachable. Uh, is it worth the investment? It's Purdue. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but you got to start small, man. We can't uh, – you don't want to yeah. take off too big of a bite. You know oh. what I mean? Is no, Jesse cracking a cold one right Seriously. now? Is that, or is that an energy drink? <laughs> Flavored water. Oh, okay. Flavored water. There you go. From the Motel 6. I think I've done stuff from the Motel 6 before. Um, (laughs) You know that I love the RV idea. I did, yeah. Purdue could be a tester. That's what I'm saying. Like, start small. Start small. We've got to get it together before the Lambeau Field game. Yes. It's 2025 is the Lambeau Field game, right? 
hundred percent. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, let me check here. And then we take the bus all the way to Lambo. Right. Absolutely. Um, actually, it might be twenty six, Sean. Really? It is. Yeah. It's okay. Twenty. It's it's the, well, it's, the game, it's game one. Two years down the line, we have even longer to get yeah. to ramp it up and get it ready to go. Right. But we can do this. I mean, Purdue is in September. Like it's a. I feel like that's just a very doable. You know, the thing about the RV show, though, is like you could pack up, you know, you're driving the RV and you don't have to miss a show because you could leave a couple of days early to get to your destination. This is what I'm you saying. You just, you know, you pull over, you find your spot by the side of the road, you park for a couple of hours, you do your show and keep on trucking. You keep on trucking. And, you know, like, yep. well, Vince is driving. I'm back there editing the show yeah. and posting the show and all that kind of good Dude. stuff. I mean, I'll, we just got to, I mean, this is 2024 now, right? We just get the, the, the portable Wi-Fi, or you get an RV that's so decked out that it's got, you know, Wi-Fi in it, which I'm sure is a thing, you know, I, guys, we can do this. There's gotta be someone who watches this show, who has some pull at an RV place who can make this happen at little to no expense for us. That's the key. Little to oh, basically none. no expense. Other than putting gas in the RV and driving it, <laughs> well, even that would be nice if we didn't have to pay for that either. But eh. you know, it, it's it's tr- it's a trade. Sacrifice. You know, it's advertising. It's advertising. Yeah. Where we will help you out, we can make it happen. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's talk some Notre Dame oh. football. Tgan says say? I'm not I'm not licensed to drive something that big. That's messed up. <laughs> I can drive Mark with glasses, a little Walter White situation. That's right. I mean, <laughs> Walter White and Jesse Pinkman did things in that RV. They just drove around in plain sight and they did things in the RV that no one was supposed to be doing, but they went years before they finally got caught. Years. You know, the funny We're thing not even going to be illicit. We're just going to have fun doing podcasting. Well, I have my chauffeur's license. That's your take. I'm doing illicit things. Oh, you're doing illicit? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not married. You can do all the illicit things that you want to do, buddy. <laughs> we're not there's no illicit things on this side of the podcast down there that's a different story uh-huh. oh look oh, at this here we go decaf. here we go decaf is our first in he works for coachman rv in middlebury <laughs> let me do some fishing boom decaf we might even let you drive if you make this happen <laughs> let him you're yeah. in all they gotta do really all this is is just put your own the rv company sponsor on it slap the id logo on it and there you go we put the rv logo up in the shows and that kind of thing See, we can do it just like this see like we can add that one we can add we can add an rv we can add a sponsor logo come on we can tons of stuff we can do right across the bottom come on decaf make it happen baby wait for td4nd you can navigate all you want, baby. As long as there's enough beds in there. <laughs> you have to tell you, Jesse is known to make noises at night when he sleeps. So beware of that. <laughs> Coughing, itching, sneezing. Oh, the God. Nose, what are you, one of the, the seven dwarfs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's in the works. It's in the work. Decaf 18. I'm going to have to write that down. Decaf 18. We're going to have to stay on him now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so Sun Bowl. It's been a few days. I know Vince has talked about it a little bit over the last few days, but we're going to kind of we're gonna segue out sort of a little bit bigger picture, I guess, coming out of the Sun Bowl in such a resounding 40 to eight win. They finished the season with a 10 and three record. Yep. What's the big I'll start with Jesse. What's the biggest thing you take away from Notre Dame's dominant win over the Beavers? What I the number one thing I take away from Notre Dame's win is this is this is how I picture Marcus Freeman wishes just about every game went in terms of kind of game plan and how things ended up playing out. Because you look at you know the time of possession, Notre Dame had just about 40 minutes, Oregon State had 20 minutes, so you doubled the possession. Notre Dame only had three penalties for 15 yards. They're eight of 14 on third down had 230 rushing yards, 230 passing yards, and they held the other team to only two rushing yards, right? And so when you look at that, I think that's the complete balance picture, the clock management, the ability to run the ball when needed, and, and setting your team up for manageable second and third downs that Marcus Freeman is looking for in terms of kind of overall how he wants the game to start and end. Okay. My biggest takeaway, to be honest with you, 10 wins. That's the biggest takeaway. That that was the be-all, end-all for this game is win the game. It didn't matter how it got done. You needed to win this game. It was very clear to me after each team possessed the ball one time that Notre Dame was going to win this game. The only question was going to be, what is the margin going to be at the end? Like That is the only question that remained after two possessions. Um, and so they did it. They got their 10th win. And we all know that 10 is bigger than nine and yes. is so much easier to, uh, to, to sell to, and then the dominant fashion in which they won obviously also propels them into the off season. And then you combine that with what they did in the transfer portal, what they did in the coaching hire front, what they've done, uh, you know, signing the 24 class, like the last month for Notre Dame has been about as good as you could possibly get after the regular season that they had. So I mean, it's just all positives moving forward. Yeah, and I'm kind of along the lines of what Joe is saying. Future is bright, getting brighter. And I agree with what Vince is saying, the 10 wins. We talked about that. So that this is 
what, six times in the last seven years, or is it five in the last six? I actually had that a second ago. Six times in the last seven years that they have uh, made it to double-digit wins. So that's important. And it's the first time Marcus Freeman has done it. And that's that's important for him as a head coach. It's a step forward. It's a step right. in the right direction, despite some things going wrong. And, I mean, sweeping conclusions I'm not going to jump to in this game because it is still, you know, it's right. the Sun Bowl. It's a mid-tier game and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it was a ranked team. Sure. Uh, it, so they were able to beat a ranked team out of this. I think my biggest thing in addition to the to, to the 10 wins that you were talking about, Vince, is Marcus Freeman's ability to galvanize his team and show up in the face of adversity. Because, you know, they, they basically had, with all the opt-outs and NFL, you know, like between transfer portal and the opt-outs for the NFL and sort of the lingering decisions, is he going to play, is he not going to play, some of those different things, even though they knew behind the scenes, look, they were able to put it all behind them, and they had a, basically a completely different offensive unit than what they had at the start of the season out there on the field. They were without their sixth-year quarterback. They were without two NFL tackles. They were without an NFL running back. They had a different offensive coordinator slash play caller. They had a different wide receiver coach who had basically been there for five minutes before <laughs> the bowl game. You know, all these different things. And yet you never would have known it by watching the game. You know, it was a smooth looking operation. There wasn't a whole bunch of boneheaded stuff that was going on, you know? So, you know, again, like that to me, Marcus Freeman now has a track record of shining pretty brightly in the face of adversity. And, you know, to, to be able to put all this together, convince his team that, look, this does matter. You know, like to, to get them in the right mindset, this does matter. It's the Sun Bowl. It does matter. Even though it obviously meant, you know, a whole lot more, I think, to the people who run the Sun Bowl and the local people there in El Paso. It meant a lot to them to have Notre Dame come to town. But at the end of the day, he was able to, to, to put all this together in the face of all these different things that happen. And I, I think the biggest thing now that we just need to see is more consistency, right? You, you not not have sure. these some of these letdowns that we've seen, and that's kind of the biggest thing, though, is is he has shown what he can do through some adversity because there was a lot of adversity prior to this game. Yeah, I agree that having a team mentally prepared, especially on offense, considering it was like you said, a brand new unit, I think is a testament one to Marcus Freeman's coaching ability, um, getting them on the same page, and and again getting that message across of what this game meant. Um, and then also the depth that Notre Dame has offensively at a lot of positions, you know, a lot of younger guys are able to step in um, and, and have a significant role. So I think that's another testament to good coaching as well as having the depth in order uh, for the next guy to step in. Yep. Completely yeah. I mean, how, how can you not be happy with, with the job that Marcus Freeman has done so far? I mean, he's had, he's had a very clear off season plan. And he has executed that plan, whether it's the bowl game, whether it's the coaching hires, whether it's the, um, uh, you know, the the portal, you know, all of those. I mean, he has had a clear plan and he has executed that plan. And I have been very excited about the where things are going, uh, to be honest with you. And so, yeah, you know, I think that's that's the, 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 the good part, Vince, is if you like what you saw 
in that game, I just imagine kind of the the steady upgrades that will be happening from now until the start of next season. I think that's something to be really excited about is you're getting better at some positions and then the, the positions that we maybe saw like the offensive line that we saw, okay, like, are we going to be worried about it? A lot of these guys stepped in and played really well. And so, you know, while you might be losing Joe all, yeah, it's a, it's a downgrade, but you still have someone very capable of stepping in, you know, and that's like, again, I, I realize who the opponent was and, and all that kind of stuff. Like Notre Dame, though, they had most of their guys, you know, like defense was supposed to be where they were, you know, more more set for this game. Sure. You would have known they were. by watching Notre Dame. Well, they were, but Notre Dame, you know, it was still a close game, obviously, going into to halftime. And, well, and the thing uh, is, Oregon State's quarterback had more experience and far more wins than Notre Dame's did. And right. you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to tell. Right. No, I mean, exactly. we talked about this, right? Going in, this was going to be this is going to be a game of depth. Who's deeper, Oregon State or Notre Dame? And the answer, it's not even close. Notre Dame is way deeper than Oregon State was. But I think any mm. rational person going into the game would have said that that's the case. But it, it bared out very clearly in this game that Notre Dame was deeper. I mean, they, they were replacing guys that were leaving with guys that were highly recruited. You know, we're, we're starting to see the youth movement, obviously, with Notre Dame. These are the kids that, that Marcus Freeman has brought in or was a part or had a hand in bringing these kids in. Those are the kids we're going to see on the field in the Sun Bowl and then obviously pushing into the future in 24-25. Notre Dame's incredibly deep. They're incredibly deep. And it showed in this game. I mean, it was glaring in this game. Well, and that's, you know, there's there's no Jared Parker, no Chancey Stuckey. <laughs> And, you know, one's a head coach now. The other one was fired. But, you know, again, like watching the offensive operation, it sure, like none of that, it didn't seem to be a negative for Notre Dame. You know, the way things turned out in this game, you know, the fact that you lose your offense. And, I, you know, again, like I realize people are going to say what they want to say and, you know, whatever, but didn't seem to be a negative by any means, the way things turned out offensively between Angeli and we'll talk about Faison here in a minute and just the way the offense looked you know both Price and and Love had good games the things they were able to do like you know again like all these different sort of moving parts that that happened they were a very smooth looking operation after not playing you know with, with with all these different players and with different guys calling the shots on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I thought that offensively, you know, not it's hard to say that they looked better. I just thought things looked actually a little bit smoother. Um, and I would say that the thing I enjoyed, like the, the thing that comes to mind is just the simple kind of motions. Like that first play phase on got, got into a streak. Um, and they stack motion phase on to get, you know, behind the, the wide receiver. That was just a little simple thing that I enjoyed seeing that we really hadn't seen so far yet this season. And so, you know, it, it was there was it was it glaring that those guys were out? No, but I thought things still went very smooth and they had little wrinkles here and there just to free up some of their guys a little bit better. Yes. Well, you know, they ran 67 plays and they averaged 7 yards per play. Here's what I found interesting. Do you know what their yards per play was for the season? Like 6.8 
exactly seven, seven yards per play. I think that this bumped yeah. it up to exactly seven. Okay. So what they averaged in this game without Jared Parker is what they uh, averaged over the course of the season with well, Jared Parker. And the yards, the actual right. total yards, they had 468 yards of total offense. They averaged 432 for the season. Now, again, okay, you know, were there peaks and valleys based on who they sure. played and where they played them? And yes, there well, absolutely were. And that's where things... Again, right. that you know, going back to Marcus Freeman, it's the consistent, and he knows it. He talked about it at the end of the season. You know, he talked about it with the offense. That's that's what needs to be worked out now going forward. Well, and and that's what we talked about in the afternoon show. Is we talked about the offense, right? And you can't you can't talk about how bad Jared Parker was, but then in the same breath, talk about the records that they broke this year. You know, the scoring records, the you know the all of the different things that they broke all time at Notre Dame. Yeah. You, you can't say, well, they did all this, but then Jared Parker sucks. Like, it, it can't be both ways. You have you have to be able to have the conversation and be able to acknowledge multiple things, right? You have to be able to acknowledge the fact that the offense over the course of 12 to 13 games was really good. Now, it needs to be better in the big games. I don't, nobody's going to disagree with that, right? But they still shattered records this year. And so you, you can't you have to be able to talk about it both ways. You can't, it's not one or the other. And there's a lot of personal bias in there, obviously. And let's be honest, Jared Parker was fighting in an uphill battle because he's the guy that got the job after the botched offensive coordinator search. Right. And no matter what he did short of maybe winning a playoff game where people were a certain sect of people going to be happy with the job that Jared Parker did. Right. I mean, plain and simple. Now, we can also say at the same time, all those great things that he did, they still upgraded at offensive coordinator going into the next season. No, and that's I was I think when yeah, Jesse was uh... was talking about that, we kind of got sidetracked. And that's what I like now when you look at the at the coordinators that Marcus Freeman has on each side of him, he's got championship caliber coordinators on each side of the ball now. He's got Al Golden and a Absolutely. champ a definitely championship caliber defense that he's got next year and now you've got a championship caliber experienced offensive coordinator and i think that that's you know again like it's it's not that jared parker didn't know that what what he was doing but he didn't have any experience you know any real experience we all know that and i think that that was one of his problems now you've got a guy with a ton of experience who himself has been to the college football playoff just had a Heisman Trophy winner where he's coming from and had the top scoring offense in the nation. Right. That's that's a lot to put around what you're going to get on the offensive side of the ball with the, with the caliber of talent you're going to have. And I'm not saying that Riley Leonard is a Heisman Trophy winner, but I'm saying the skill set of Riley Leonard and the skill set of the kid at LSU, it's very similar, right? Yep. Being able to him, he hit a thousand yards rushing. He could throw the ball. Like it's a very similar skill set. So he's coming over from an offense that has a very similar, you know, makeup to Notre Dame. And let's see what he can do with the parts and pieces that Notre Dame has. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe, can they keep Al? I, I mean, give it a month. We'll find TBD. out. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope so. They, they, there's an extension on the table. I know that black Monday's next week. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of movement on the table. And that, and is Al golden going to be considered for a head coaching job or, once they get through the head coaching carousel, is he going to be considered for a defensive coordinator job of one of those? You know what I mean? So, like, 
it's not going to be over right away. You know, you're, you're going to have to sweat this thing out for a little while unless they announce that Al Golden has signed this extension. You know what I mean? Like that's when everybody I think can take a deep breath. Yes. But Oh, there, what a difference a year makes. Huh? There's a, yeah. Big time. <laughs> big time. And look, I wasn't saying that Al Golden was going to be as successful as he ended up being, but I, you know, there were times over, over that off season where I said with both him and Al Washington, and I took some heat for it at times, you know, let's pump the brakes. I still think that there's something in front of them though, you know, like there's something to be said for having a year of experience in this system. And that played out for Al Golden. And, And, you know, like if you looked at last year's, numbers the 2022 numbers there were some good things there but there were just some specific areas where they had to get better they got a lot better in those areas and they ended up being the best pass efficiency defensive team in the nation they obviously got a lot better there al washington you know what did i say you know maybe you know you just sort of needed to not necessarily weed some guys out but you know kind of see how things looked you know again in year two for him you know, after yeah. some guys had, you know, sort of sort of moved on and things got a lot better for Al Washington in year two as sure. well. So it's like it I, I know that it's it's hard sometimes because with football, the sample size is so small and we only have so much to react to. And then when the season's over, what do we have? We've got last year. And now, you know, we we wring our hands throughout the offseason about <laughs> what happened months. last year. Yes, yeah, that's seriously. right. That's exactly right. Jeff Brown though, says, I'll give you Marcus Freeman past the adversity test, but now he needs to pass the win hostile road tests in games against top five team like the guys at home or on the road. Inconsistencies must end. I mean, absolutely right. That's the biggest thing now, you know, and that's that's what I was talking about. It's consistency. You can't have, you can't show up one week and then completely stay at the hotel the next week. Instead of showing up at the stadium, yeah. you, you got to be there week in and week out. And this is a team that has every reason to believe that they can be, that they should be in the college football playoff a year from now. Look, Notre Dame's not going to get an opportunity to face a top five team on the road next year. I mean, that's just, <clears throat> it's not going to happen uh, until the playoff. And then it'll be a neutral site because I highly doubt that they're going to face a top five team in the first round of the playoffs as well. So, you know, it, the jury's still going to be out as far as that is concerned. Now, I would say he passed his first on the road test this past year against NC State. NC State was a good football team, and they pounded NC State. Uh, now, granted, it was after the rain delay and all of that, but they they pounded NC State, and that was a tough road environment. Um, you know, Duke was a fairly tough road environment. They didn't play very well, but they got the job done. Right, the only on the road that they didn't do well well louisville and clemson right those are the two on the roads that they didn't do well this past year yes um and they gotta he has to do better he has to be more consistent there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it now having a more consistent wide receiver room is obviously going to help uh having a more athletic offensive line i think is going to help there's a lot of different things that can help but from a big picture that has to get better and but we're not going to get an answer to that i don't think until the playoff. I mean, which road a and well, I guess, I guess. Well, I mean, remember everyone was, was scared to death of Texas A&M 
it, in in late November, <laughs> we started talking about, are you going to bring in a quarterback? You know, like right. that whole conversation. And now you've got an experienced quarterback. You're going on the road to Texas A&M. It will be a hostile environment. Remember all the NC State, what a supposedly hostile environment that that, that was supposed to be. Texas A&M will be a much more hostile environment yeah, than anything be. Notre Dame faced this season. And that the includes environment. The yeah. environment will the be environment. I'm not the saying the team. I'm yes. talking about the actual absolutely agree environment. Yes. 100%. The, the, that, that will be absolutely something that they're going to have to be able to overcome is the environment, right? Because, like, what, Virginia Tech. Remember remember how everybody was talking about the Virginia Tech environment and enter Sandman and all that? And Notre Dame was yes. like, yeah, we're going to kick your ass. Doesn't and then after one soft. touchdown, that right. was all out the window. Like, that was all out the window. That could happen against Texas A&M. Now, the degree of difficulty went up when they hired Mike Elko. There, there, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that the degree of difficulty went up. But he's going to have a hard time turning that program around in year one. I was going to say, I'd rather, I'd still rather have Mike Elko yeah. in game one yeah, 100%. than game, what, 27? You know, like going into his third year. 100%. Like yes, so. absolutely. And is he going to have knowledge of Riley? Le- yes. You know, all of those different things. But Riley Leonard's going to have a lot more talent around him in Notre Dame than he did at Duke. So... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think the ner- the biggest thing Notre Dame has to overcome in that that game against Texas A and M is that it's really just the the excitement and anticipation that comes with the first game of the season. Because even if a team like Texas A and M isn't good on paper, the fans and everything else are still going to be excited. Like they are an undefeated team that has a bunch of promise. There's a new head coach. There's and you know new this, new that. And so to me, that's going to be the biggest thing that Notre Dame has to overcome is just the blind kind of uncertainty and excitement that's going to be thrown into that game combined with the atmosphere, you know, playing at college stadium is a huge venue or college station is a huge venue. Yeah. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Before we go any farther, I do have to acknowledge Salty's comments because Salty was throwing some, uh, <laughs> some challenges to me there in the chat. He said, Sean and Jesse, before the show starts, I'd like to report you as eligible for questions. How do I do that? Ooh. I don't want to get unfairly screwed once the show starts. Man, that's I was shot. expecting, you know, I expected that from DK. I didn't expect it from Salty coming, you know, right out of the gate. I was saving that for a little bit later. But I know based Very, on when we got to meet uh, Salty at one of the tailgates, I think he said his, my, his wife makes him kind of check out before the show gets all the way through. So... Yeah, I've been uh, waiting for the DK yeah. Lion comments. Look, but... I'm just going to say, I, 
I knew this was going to have to be addressed at some point, and I didn't want to go, you know, like, I'll just say this, okay? Because did the, did the, did, did the refs screw up the end of that game? Yeah. Did Detroit essentially, you know, try to get a little bit cute with how number 70 uh, was reporting, you know, to try to make the Cowboys think that, you know, this guy was reporting when really it was the other guy reporting. Yes, Detroit got a little bit cute too. Throw all that out the door. Throw that hole who reported, who didn't, who was eligible, who wasn't. It comes down to this. The officials screwed up not just that, but they screwed up the Cowboys' last possession as well because Aiden Hutchinson should have been flagged for the tripping penalty that uh, Schoonemaker was flagged for. Like, it is actually Hutchinson who was trying to trip the Dallas tight end. It was the Dallas tight end who was flagged for it. If they throw the flag on the right team, Detroit never even gets the ball at the end of the game. So the did the officials screw up the end of the game? Yes. But they screwed up the Cowboys because they threw a flag and replay shows that it was Aiden Hutchinson who stuck his leg out and tried to trip the Dallas tight end. And it was the Dallas tight end who was flagged for it. If they throw that flag, Dallas gained seven yards on that play. They would have had an automatic first down and they would have been close to the 10 yard line, I think, because it was a personal foul on that. Detroit wouldn't have even probably had the ball. I'll be shorter. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's annoying to get hyperfixated on one call, and it's frustrating. I get it that it was the last call of the game. Roles were reversed. Yeah, I'd be upset. That's and that's mature of me to admit. But again, it, there's a lot of calls that go, you know, unfairly throughout the game. It's just we're hyperfixated on one call, unfortunately. And like you said. The Lions got cutesy. They know that they sent three guys. And the thing is, the referee is reporting to the defense of who is eligible and who isn't. And so if the referee tells the Dallas defense which guy is eligible and he ends up not being ineligible, the See, Cowboys the defense are covering the wrong guy, and that's why right. the play is successful. That's that's and why, so that's why you 68 have to, you have was to uncovered. Who is eligible? They right. said 70, and the Cowboys didn't cover 68. And so – you know, there's just a lot going on in one play. But again, you get hyper fixated on one play, but throughout the game, there's there's other calls that can. They threw the, the flag game. on the like they threw a flag and they penalized the wrong team though <laughs> on the play I was talking about the tripping play. Like DK says, we're losing all credibility. Let's just move on. So he's loving his life right now. <laughs> so what you're saying is one play doesn't, and you know make or break a game right so tommy reese should be off the hook <laughs> <laughs> that's how we bring it full circle baby that's right he's coming up in rapid fire jordan <laughs> Faison named the uh offensive mvp vince dk yes. wants to know who your game mvp was for notre dame in the sun bowl mm. What do you think about I mean, Jordan Faison being named okay, MVP? Let me just, I, let me let's just go with that. So look, we we've been covering the covering football for a long time. It always goes to the quarterback. I mean that that the bottom line, right? It always goes to the quarterback. I was shocked I, that Angeli was not yes, named the MVP. I assumed it was going to go to Angeli, and I don't know who votes on that or who makes their minds up about that. I don't know if they pass the hat in the press box or or how that went down, right? I was I was surprised that it was not Steve Angeli. 
you could make a case for three guys. Steve Angeli. Uh, um, God, why can't I? The, the running back, uh, 24. Help me out. Jadarian Price? Price, yes. Jadarian Price or Faison. Those are the three guys you could make a case for. Any one of those three guys could have gotten it. I assumed it was going to be Steve Angeli. I'm okay with Faison getting the game. Um, well, I was fine I, with it, yeah. And I think he is the most deserving over Angeli. And I know it's typically a, a quarterback-driven award. But, I mean, again, they, they had 230 yards on the ground and 230 yards in the air. And Faison accounted for about half the yards in the air um, and had a touchdown as well. And it felt like he was the guy that was providing the big plays down the field. So I don't necessarily – um, mind it. And if, if it wasn't phase on, honestly, I'd give it to the whole defensive unit for holding Oregon state to like three rushing yards. Right. I thought two there, there are <laughs> one, one yard. Sorry. Hey, um, that's 33%. All right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, I don't, I don't mind it. And again, when you, when your quarterback has only completed 15 passes and you had over 200 yards on the ground, but it was kind of a, a mixture of guys getting those yards on the ground. I don't mind Faison getting it. And Bryce wants to give it to the O-line. They they didn't play that good. I mean, they played well enough to win. They didn't play game, you know, player of the game good. So, sorry. I agree. You may not have heard this before, but Jordan Faison started his Notre Dame career as a walk-on lacrosse player. Like, you you may not know that. I mean, of course, I'm being I'm, sarcastic, but he ended up with 115 receiving yards. And it's just the second time this season they've had a 100 yard receiver. Not just the second time this season, the second time in the last 25 games they've had a 100 yard receiver. So, I mean, he had to do something right. I, I don't yeah. think it's just the quarterback being the difference because there have been. You know, a few different quarterbacks Notre Dame has gone through, you know, to, to get to these last 200 yard receivers. And I mean, but they started the season with Chris Tyree, Jaden Thomas, Jaden, you know, Greathouse in the slot at the start of the season. And for him to kind of end the season the way he did, you know, again, it's it's like. One, I've got no problem with him being named the MVP, but two, the future, just like watch again, it's one game and it's, it's, it's tough not to, you know, put so much on one game. But when you look at how things worked out in that one game, after how things had looked over the course of 12 games at that wide receiver position, the future just seems so much brighter right now than you would have probably thought that it was going to look a month ago. I mean, coaching. I'd say coaching probably had a little something to do with it, to be honest with you, even though it was just, you know, a few practices or whatever. Um, I, I do think coaching, because the wide receiving core as a whole looked better than they did all season. They just did. It looked they, they, ran... they looked like guys who weren't worried about, so, like you could tell when guys are thinking about or lingering things on their mind, and it felt like there was just no lingering shackles. It was it was just them out there playing football. And, and they ran better routes. They yeah. competed for the football. Their top ends were better. Their get-offs were like across the board. It was better play. I will and, give Angeli credit for making you know some throws to to Faison and to Thomas that even Sam Hartman at times didn't seem like he was willing to make. That is season. very true. That is very true. You know, yeah, so I agree. Give it to him. What 
What do you think about the whole, well, he should have been playing earlier this season Ooh. argument, Faison? Oh, I mean, <laughs> he's a walk-on. He was obviously a walk-on of- freshman. As a well, walk on freshman, and, and you've got to commit a scholarship as soon as right. he plays one snap. That's, you've got to commit a scholarship to him, and, and that is the key here. You know, again, that, like you had these other guys playing his position, who, you know, like at the start of the season, there's no way you would have given him any rights over there. No, there was no not, reason and, to put him on, the and field. not with the the wide receiving core that they had. The yeah. reason he got to play is because of injuries. Let's be honest; right. that's why he got to play. They 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 worked their way down the depth chart and they got to him. Right. I mean, he was a preferred walk on it. We, you know, we interviewed him on Irish breakdown on signing day last year. He's still part of this recruiting class, but he was still a walk on like, yes, he made some plays in fall practice. We didn't get to see all of fall fall practice. Right. He is a good player. There's no doubt about it, but he would not have gotten his shot if it wasn't for injuries. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't blame I think coaches for that. It's a, a double-edged sword, to be honest with you. I think at the beginning of the season, uh, like like someone kind of put in the chat, there, there were guys ahead of him. There was Chris Tyree um, and Jaden Thomas in the slot, right? You, you had a true kind of small With slot. Greathouse. And, a big, and Greathouse and then, as well. Yeah, And, and a bigger slot as well. Um, and then Chris Tyree, you know, kind of gets has has some, and this is his first time playing slot, and so he's getting a bigger role. Um, Jaden Thomas, you know, obviously is hurt. Jaden Greyhouse goes through his own hamstring injury, and so lack of depth, he gets his opportunity and shows out. And again, I, I think this is the white reason why I say this is a double edged sword is because I think this is a reason why you saw maybe Chris Tyree kind of exit the building a little bit, is he's feeling the pressure, a younger pressure of a guy who's maybe a little bit better suited for the position right now coming up behind him, you know? Like, I, I think that both of those things can go along with each other, that if Chris Tyree feels like he's not going to get a prominent role, well, it, there's probably someone coming up behind him. And I think Faison got better and better throughout the year, more so than people probably thought, and now he's developed his role kind of in the offense. Yes. <laughs> Vince is like, eh. Been through this before. It's all good. Um, He's still going to be an integral part of this offense moving forward. And that's- yeah, I, I did also want to acknowledge Salty was commenting in the chat earlier about the Wednesday mailbag. I'm going to be traveling tomorrow, and because of like other scheduling conflicts, we won't have a show tomorrow. There will be a mailbag on Thursday, though, and then the three of us will be back on Friday for another show. We will Maybe. be adding. Friday shows are back now that the quote unquote, there is no off season as far as IB is concerned, nope. but the football off season Friday shows are back now because we don't have countdown to kickoff anymore. So we'll have Friday shows. You'll have two shows on Friday. Basically for the most part, you'll have two shows most days, but like days when I'm traveling or I have a, a Notre Dame women's basketball game, you know, I won't be able to be here. So it'll be kind of dependent on, what Vince and Jesse can do. I I put the, the schedule together. I think we're good. I yes. think we're good for January. So I think so. I think so. Be like a couple days where we miss a show if I'm traveling or something like that. But for the most part, I right. shows all the time. Yep. Excited about that. Looking forward to that.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.